We're back with the Matt Report special guest today, Corey Moss. Lots of fives coming up. He hosted season five or co-hosted season five here of the Matt Report five years ago, five episodes. Check that out in the archives. Back then, he ran a plugin called Kanban for WordPress, sold it, got out of the product game, went with a day job, has recently left the day job, started products and plugins again. Uh, one we'll talk about today. In part two, we'll talk about his game that he created uh, on WordPress. Fantastic. Talked about products, talking about all kinds of things in the WordPress space today. You're going to love it. Uh, if you do love it, join the membership, buymeacoffee.com slash Report. Buy me a virtual coffee. It's a great way to support the show. Another great way to support the show, mattreport.com slash InMotion. InMotion empowers you to build and grow websites with all the essential tools you need featuring hyper fast performance stacks from the only web host powered by ultra stack complete with 99.99% uptime free SSL one click application installs and a free domain for a year rest assured knowing that your website is secure and managed by friendly 24 7 human support go even further with their managed WordPress hosting all plans are fine-tuned to deliver superior performance security and scalability build and launch WordPress websites in record time with their free page builder <clears throat> build and launch WordPress sites in record time with their free page builder and professional themes or transfer an existing one with free migration tools. Start your next WordPress website at mattreport.com slash inmotion and experience hyper-fast load times and unparalleled performance. You'll get free lifetime SSL certificates, automatic backups, and unlimited bandwidth. Visit mattreport.com slash inmotion, mattreport.com slash inmotion for your free web hosting consultation today. Support them because they support me. Mattreport.com slash inmotion. Let's talk about the plugin first and foremost. The website still reads that you're behind you're behind the whole thing, but you're not. You sold it. As as handsome as I am, it's hard not to just leave me on the website. It's, it's a like, point. If yeah, if if you've got James Dean qualities like I do, it's just it sells itself. No, I I had run it for a few years, and as you said, you, we used to go to WordCamps, and you and I would see each other, and it was back then that I was still promoting the plugin a lot. But I got to the point where I'd burned out on it because it was always really just me and decided that the time had come for me to pass it along, and so I sort of had that in the back of my mind. And then a guy named Kiannon on post status posted that he was looking to buy a plugin. And so I had met him at WordCamp Birmingham or Nashville or somewhere. So I knew him, we knew each other and I got in touch. I said, I'm not sure if this is exactly what you're looking for, but we wound up chatting about it. And he said, no, this sounds great. So I sold it to him a few years ago now. Was it, was it a clean experience in other words like when i think of oh my god if i went wanted to sell a plugin that i still air quotes develop easy support videos it's just me <laughs> as the mastermind behind it and then my developer who's who now still works for my dad at the, at the agency i used to run day to day if all of a sudden somebody was like hey i want to buy easy support videos from you i would just be like man it's, this is not its own company it's mixed in with all of the other financial reporting of, let's say, the right. agency, I have no way to even estimate time spent on it. Was was that a, a problem for you, or were you a little bit of both? I have been building SaaS apps mostly, or had, excuse me, I had built SaaS, a number of SaaS apps for a number of years, and 
and it sold one at one point called the birdie that was a little finance tracker back in the day and learned all those hard lessons i had incorporated it unto itself but most of the accounts were intertwined with my own and it was a messy process and so from then forth, whenever I start a product, nearly everything about it is separate. But I also learned that you don't need to build... When you build a product, it doesn't have to be its own company, but it does help to have... Like, I have a separate bank account for all of my products because bank accounts generally are free to have more than one. And so any money that goes in or goes out is a single bank account. I live in America, so it's easy. I shouldn't say that it's straightforward for everybody else because I know things are complicated in Europe. But a separate GitHub account, separate, all those sorts of things because most of those accounts are, are free and easy to set up. So in this case, it, it was pretty straightforward. There was a little bit of untangling to do just personally and email and support and ideally my face would have come off of the website but i guess that slipped through the cracks but beyond that it was it was pretty straightforward and also it helped that canon and i knew each other and so we really didn't we arranged a payment schedule with deliverables but we weren't overly concerned about using an escrow service or anything like that like it would be if you went through when if you were selling to a stranger so that, I think, made it a, a much simpler process, too. You've been in the WordPress space for so long. You've seen a lot of acquisitions, mergers, all the stuff. You worked at one of, if not the biggest WordPress product <laughs> company for, for a little while. I'm curious about your thoughts on, on that experience you had selling the plugin when you were like, hey, yeah, we didn't have to worry about escrow. We kind of knew each other. Things were a little bit easier. He wasn't looking for this detailed reporting. Positive or negative for the WordPress marketplace at large? Because in one hand, it's like, eh, it's cool. We know each other. It's very easy to sell this. That would never fly on Wall Street. That wouldn't fly at your former employer at Optin Monster because Syed is a very intelligent person and he is very accurate with acquisitions and he wants to see the data and the revenue and all of this stuff. What are your thoughts on how that, that acquisition that you went through impacts the WordPress community at large? I think that I am the exception doing this kind of uh, simple. It's, no acquisition is simple. There's a hundred right. things to hand over. I prepared some amount of reporting, but I also kept my price pretty low because revenue was slipping and mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't serving my customers as well as I could be, which for me was the big reason. And I think that's uh, WordPress... The WordPress community can and often does serve people well and has a much gentler capitalistic lean than a lot of other communities or Wall Street like you talk about or Silicon Valley. And so I've seen a number of small acquisitions and people will post like, hey, I've got this plugin that I'm neglecting. I no longer have time to work on or I just don't want to work on it anymore. Does somebody else want to take it over? And, and people do. And I love that. I think that that's, that says a lot about how wonderful that the WordPress community is and that it is a community. And I would not speak ill of Syed or Optin Monster at all. They are paving the way for introducing a lot of 
startup and sort of Silicon Valley ways of thinking about building products and promoting products. And they have a vision around building a complete suite of tools for people who are not WordPress insiders. Um, and so there's there's these sort of two two different approaches, I think. One is the, I have this thing that has some users and maybe some revenue. It would be great if somebody else took the ball and ran with it. And then you've got the the much more, what's the word? Organized. Yeah, an accomplished approach <laughs> to it, right? <laughs> like so, right, and, and it much and more intentional. It. Yeah, Ed's not just acquiring anything. He's very much looking at the tools that he has and saying, what tools would help these tools? And then acquiring something that would kind of fit into that niche or occasionally building building something new. So I think it overall, I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. I, I'm, there are, there are bad acquisitions. I don't love that. A lot of acquisitions are now being done by hosting companies. And there's certainly big, big, big companies, often hosting companies that I think are going to end up hurting those products in particular. But overall, the, the economics and the ecosystem of WordPress, I like that. I've, I've been driving for there to be more business and business mindedness in the WordPress ecosystem for years and years now. And so I'm, I'm actually glad that it's now people are talking about it a lot more. And let me just zoom out because I, I think where you were kind of going with this is, is automotive falls under some scrutiny off of the way that they might cross promote the way they might do banner notifications maybe how uh, optin monster was once just right in wordpress and then it became a massive SaaS play mm. and then that that of uh, that really makes a lot of folks just whatever do do the typical thing they take to twitter and they say i can't stand these banners or i can't stand the price point or oh my god this company bought this company and now everything is sort of going to go downhill from there I, I can't believe they would do that but folks need to one Take a, take a moment <laughs> to understand <laughs> like how real business works. And in the environment, and you feel free to correct me if, if I'm wrong, because you've seen the inner workings of, of Awesome Motive, and you've been, a, or you are a product owner in the space. The, the, this is what it takes to run a business. We're in a sandbox that effectively is not ours, and we all have this feeling like it is ours. And I, I don't mean that from a not like an open source way. It's a lot of these directions that WordPress takes, we, we have no control over it. Sure, you can commit code to it, but this is a bigger thing, which will ultimately, and I don't mean this in like a crazy conspiracy way, will ultimately lean towards the direction of where, let's say, Automatic and Jetpack and .com wants to go because that's that's the that's where, where, where we're at. That's where we're at. And Awesome motive in order to compete needs to do the things that it does with marketing, with acquisitions, with cross promotion, because WordPress.org is not their SaaS. They need to do this in order to reach new customers and do the things they do to drive a business that size. That's my feelings on it, right? Yeah, I think that there's, there's, People have preferences and people have opinions, and there are there are no rules. You can hack the hell out of just about everything in WordPress, and I've definitely seen more aggressive and less aggressive approaches. And at the end of the day, if you can sleep, then 
more power to you. If if it costs you customers, you've gone too far. If you aren't gaining customers, you haven't gone far enough. That's just business. It's the <laughs> it was rewatching Oh Halt and Catch Fire recently. And at one point, total spoiler alert, somebody in the show starts an ISP and are competing with AOL. And they're talking about how AOL has their little CD package that at the the checkout at every major retailer. And I don't know if you remember, but we used to get them in the mail oh, yeah. literally every month. And one would argue that just like junk mail, they took it too far. Yep. Same <laughs> concepts, right? Um and in WordPress, they're just in the in specifically in the software, in the admin, whatever, there aren't really rules. There are encouraged best practices about promotion and stuff like that. But Awesome Motive, Optin Monster being the the product that I was working on, does a great job of cross-promoting, of towing a line that they market aggressively and they cross promote aggressively, but they all also generally offer amazing value. Often even for free, before you need to sign up, you get get good value. So yep. more power to them. And these days, WordPress, yeah, I with it powering whatever double-digit percentage of the internet, there's a lot of money there, and people aren't going to do stuff for free. And I think that, again, that's, that's what I'm grateful has changed. When I came into WordPress 12 years ago, there was this ethos of open source of everything should be free. We are promoting editorial power and blogging across the internet. Well, great. And I hope we still are. But like when I launched Kanban, however many years ago, and first released a pro version, the first ever review I got, you'll be shocked, was one star, but not because the software didn't work or anything like that, but because the guy who left the review didn't like the pricing model. Yeah. I can get all of these features for free over at Trello. Why should mm. I have to pay you one star? Mm. And it's like, because this is how I chose to charge. Trello yeah. charges something different. And I'm also not what whatever it was, Fog Creek, that already had million-dollar products. And so they could afford to give the cow away for free, so to speak. So I'm glad that a lot of that's changed. And I also, I think I've, I've worked my way upstream. I think a, a lot of people have, and there's a lot of discussion around that now, where it's arguably more difficult to start as a WordPress newbie or a new develop come in as a new developer or a lot of people who take the track of like implementing themes and then customizing and slowly work their way into code. But in in working upstream, I'm finding fewer and fewer people arguing about arguing that everything should be free and finding more and more people that are willing to pay for plugins. As long as you get you either get to truly audition a plugin before you have to pay for it, so you don't get screwed out of $90 annually that for a plugin that you'll never actually use, or your money back, or a lot of plugins are even now charging monthly. But anyway, the point is, is that people are seeing the value, I think, I hope, in my world, and I, I think that's huge, because that's what's going to keep driving all of WordPress forward. You said something that you're not maybe disappointed wasn't the word you use, but uh, you're you're keeping a watchful eye on these acquisitions from hosting companies. When you compare and contrast, let's say a hosting company versus an awesome motive, 
or anyone, any even maybe even .com to that degree. Do you feel it, do you feel that hosting companies are going to eventually just iron out all of the wrinkles of WordPress and not make it WordPress anymore? <laughs> like like it's not doing WordPress a service if all of these hosting companies acquire products. They're really just trying to bring it into their ecosystem and not maybe not give back to the WordPress cause. To a degree, but I, I, there are at least two of, of every plugin, right? Like where I used to live near Kingston, New York, I'd go shopping in Kingston, New York, and there's one main stretch of, of road where there's a Target and a Walmart. There's a PetSmart and a Petco. There's a McDonald's and a Burger King. There's a, and WordPress is kind of the same way, and I love that people keep still releasing plugins that do similar things often in a new way or are faster or more efficient than the old guard. So mm. I'm not so worried about a hosting company acquiring a plugin and, and taking it away from us because frankly, if they do, there's supply and demand, or if there's supply and demand, then somebody else is going to come along and, and eat their lunch, fill in the gap. It's more that there is a lot of value and a lot of people have put in a lot of hard work and count on the software that the plugins that have been released and hosting companies that are going to take them and hold them close to their chest and not give other people access to them. That kind of sucks. And in my experience, most of what I'm seeing is that the, the team falls by the wayside, the product falls by the wayside. Um, and we don't get to, and, and all they want are the users. And so it's, it's more that it's, it's a shame rather than like, I, I actually like what Awesome Motive does where they, they acquire plugins, usually the ones that are, that are already flying high, but they take it and run with it. Delicious Brains, same thing, although now their stuff's been acquired. But I, I really, I would rather software stay with software companies rather than software go to hosting companies where their, their motors, motives are suspect. So you run Kanban for a while, you sell that, you get back into sort of th what I'll say is the day job, which is what I, what, I, what I did as well. I was like, I can't do this agency thing anymore. But now you've decided to go back into freelancing. You have, well, a couple new products. One we'll talk about right now, sociallinkpages.com, another WordPress plugin. Why? <laughs> why? Why jump back into the space? What made you want to build another WordPress product again? So... I'm also a musician. I think like a lot of developers, I have other other interests that overlap. And so just like, honestly, it was in the late 90s when I first started making music and I learned about this internet thing. I was like, I want to promote myself on the internet, just like all of my, my rock stars are doing, which is thankfully how I learned how to build websites. And I've been a lot more successful as a web developer than as a musician. Maybe that's not shocking. But a few years ago, in, to promote myself as a DJ as well, I learned about Linktree um, and later Card, and there's a dozen other sort of these single social channel page builders out there. But there wasn't one for WordPress, and it's it may seem a little counterintuitive, and I definitely had to vince the plugin repo approval team that I wasn't 
creating WordPress inside WordPress by creating a little page builder <laughs> as a plugin inside WordPress. But it's a little companion tool. So you've got your full marketing website, maybe with a theme and multiple pages and all that. But then if you're going to add a link to your Instagram profile, your social profiles, whatever, that's just a little squeeze page that that says, go check out my latest album or whatever. It that's what this plugin does. It generates these single pages totally separate from WordPress, but managed from inside the WordPress admin. So also the URL stays the same. So it's a it's a it's a quirky little product that fills a very specific niche. But I I built it and then, like you said, went and got a day job and I never really released a pro version. Um and so I worked at Awesome Motive for about a year or so. And and then when I left, I said, oh, right, I built this plugin. Let me go see how it's doing. And it had over a thousand active installs, which is not a lot, but not nothing. And so I said, oh, cool, let me let me run with this. And so it's 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 been slowly growing. I don't do a lot of promotion for it, but it's a tool that I love working on. And it it's something that Basically, I can keep my toe in the water with building WordPress plugins and stuff like that and something I use on all of my websites. So I'm going to challenge you here a little bit. One would say, why Kanban in WordPress when we have a billion productivity tools that can do Kanban-styled layouts? We look at something like Linktree and, and Side note, I can't stand it. <laughs> like, I can't stand the fact that everyone, <laughs> that everyone uses it. So I'm playing like devil's devil's advocate here. But we have Linktree and, and maybe other solutions like this. What do you think people want from a WordPress, what I'll say, contained solution mm -hmm. like this? Like, why do this in WordPress? You have experience in SaaS. Why not spin up a SaaS a competitor and just spend your efforts there? Yeah, I like... From a business owner perspective, I like the walled garden that is WordPress and the WordPress plugin repo. Um, plugins tend, like I said, I I essentially ignored this plugin for a year, and a thousand people found it and decided to use it regularly. So it there's a little bit of self marketing and product easy product discovery to be done. I also like the the self hosted aspect of it. One of the things that I learned about with Kanban, it was not why I created it, but I quickly realized that a lot of people saw self-hosting as a benefit and then the whole European Union and Germany privacy stuff came up and so people were like I can't use Trello I have to own my mm. own data and now it's the same thing with social link pages where people are like I don't want to or can't put my stuff on Linktree or on Card or on About.me I want to host it myself or I need to host it myself and then the at extra advantage with the new plugin is it's on your own domain. So my DJ name is Secret Agent Gel. Yes, it's ridiculous, but that's half the fun. And so secretagentgel.com is the website. And so from Twitter, I have secretagentgel.com slash Twitter and from Instagram slash Instagram and stuff like that. But it's Instead of it going to Linktree slash Secret Agent Gel or something like that, the domain is still mine. So mm -hmm. there's, and I already have a WordPress website. And so again, it's not, it doesn't make sense for everybody. Like a lot of people are actually using those services and those squeeze pages as their website. So it's kind of the inverse of, 
of what my product does of, that assumes that you have a website. But it's all of these things, I guess, make it sort of make it make sense to me anyway. Right. Do you feel you said earlier that maybe you kind of got burned out for the last product and sort of selling it off relieved a boatload of pressure. And then you were probably like, God, I'm sick of doing this thing all by myself. Let me go get a day job. And again, I'm saying this because that was me also five years ago. I also ran a plugin called Conductor at one point and took a ton of energy, mental energy. I'm not a developer, but I was marketing it. I was talking about it. It's all I was thinking about. And it just got crushed. Right? It got crushed by the, the natural forces of where WordPress was going. It got crushed by the market when pay, like true page builders started to, to come to life. And I was just like, this is terrible. And my other product, Easy Support Videos, like you, woke up one day, it's got 800 plus installs. And, and, and like, I'm not doing anything. And to me, that feels good. It like it's like a therapy. Like it's just like okay, yes. eight hundred people found this, and I never talk about it. It just feels good to do this and have like some kind of win, albeit small. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. And it's also not my. I've not put all of my eggs into this basket. It's a side project. Yeah. I've I actively talk about it being a side project. I have a couple of others. Yeah, if it grew to more than beer money, that would be great. And I definitely have plans for it to become more than beer money, but it's not my bread and butter. I guess I'm mixing food metaphors here. But it's it's definitely validating, and I am a product builder, and so I definitely go in and out of being passionate about solving problems or the problems that I'm solving, and then also pushing pixels around a site, doing client work. And so every once in a while, like I just need to scratch an itch and build a yeah. product, so to speak. And so I, with that push and pull, I also have no problem telling people no. There's a number of people who have users of the, of the plugin who have come to me, oh, it would be amazing if it just did this. And I'm like, it's amazing now, go away. And <laughs> it'd be if, amazing if I can hit publish and it goes to a jam stack and I can have my own thing. Like, no, get away. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, and there's a bunch of stuff that makes features that make sense to me. Like I, I too will sit on my porch with a glass of wine and dream hazy dreams about all the amazing features that this thing could do. And so I'm, I'm not stupid. I write them down, but if until a number of people come to me and say, I, I need a donation form. We all need a donation form built into these little pages. I'm not going to build it. Or what I often will do, because it's it's sort of in the true startup spirit, is I'll go figure out how to solve those problems using other solutions. And I have no problem turning around to the user and saying, oh, here's how you can solve it with some other plugin or by integrating with go, go create a little button on PayPal and stick that button on the page and and there you go. It doesn't have to be built in. So there's there's definitely a, a middle ground and, and this type of thing ebbs and flows, but it, it a lot of it came from my shift in thinking when ten more than 10 years ago, I had been in New York City working at WeWork, really hustling like everybody, the big buzzword, trying to be the next whatever startup. And then t like 10 years ago, even before Kanban, burning out on this stuff and kind of going, this isn't the quality of life that I want and I'm getting older and this is really hard and maybe I it, it all 
acquisitions or all sales or all businesses don't have to be the top of the pyramid. The bottom of the pyramid is made up of $10,000 acquisitions, or my first one more than 10 years ago was a $3,000 acquisition. And that's okay. And and as long as you have a, a career or have other jobs you can do, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, I really lo- I, I love that. That's great. Because I look at it we were so there's so much to unpack here and and I want to get some other stuff as well but you know we don't give ourselves and by we people in the WordPress community people who are solo founders people who are even just like tiny teams of one two three people a lot of the times we just put all of this pressure on ourselves because we're looking at the Twitter stream we're looking at money getting thrown around for like these crazy ideas like Linktree and you're just like what how and we don't ever really stop to smell the roses and like be like, man, we are working on the internet, building software, and we can shut the laptop at three o'clock, one o'clock, don't even work a day, right? And go right. do something else to give yourself a mental reset, which is massive compared to anyone who has to show up 40, 50, 60 hours a week at an office doing a job that they hate, that don't even give them that that freedom to be like, you know what, I'm taking the afternoon off and maybe I'll just work tonight instead. They're just like that simple thing we fail to to appreciate a lot of the time. Yeah, it's definitely a, a lot of the time it's self-imposed and WordPress affords a lot of people, I'm I'm confident in saying more freedoms than your conventional nine to five. And I also think that there's, again, part of why I love the the overall ecosystem is most of the employers that I've had in the WordPress ecosystem took it to heart that to do something better, to be a better employer, to, to run a better company, to offer better benefits is a loaded word because this is still America, but other benefits than health, let's say. Um, And, and that that's huge. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm proud to be part of an overall ecosystem that encourages that. And, and if there, and I know that there are also crummy WordPress agencies and whatnot out there, but I'd like to think that there people have more options to leave or step sideways than I had worked for other more traditional tech companies back in the the early 2000s. And boy, some of them were pretty awful. And I always thankfully felt pretty empowered to say, forget this and and leave. But not not everybody had that luxury. What do you think makes now that you've again you've had your past experiences with the SaaS app with the with the WordPress plugin Optin Monster and now this plugin what do you think makes a great product like for you what's the one or two things that are the essence of a great I think the solving a problem is is sort of the obvious one which is an interesting thing for me to say now it's a great question by the way in, in as much as I haven't answered it specifically in a while. And the other product that I have that we haven't talked about is actually an online game. So that doesn't solve a problem. And yet it does. So I'd love to actually talk about that. But to answer the question, I think solving the problem at a at a price point that, that works for people who have the problem and so they can, can and are willing to part with a few dollars or a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars, whatever makes sense. And a product that's easy, a product that gets out of the way, again, so that somebody can accomplish what they need to accomplish. 
Mm. No, I was thinking this the other day because we're constantly talking about this at, at Castos. We have the Seriously Simple podcasting plugin, which we're all aware of is just a terrible name, especially for like a branding uh, for to go to Castos. But and so we, we talk about that. We talk about how do we get more reviews, right? And it's always about the, under the microscope of a, a WordPress product, right? And, and we think about how do we get more reviews? How do we get people to upsell into hosting at Castos so they're not just hosting out of their WordPress website? But to me, I was just thinking, and my, my plugin, Easy support videos, probably just like yours, social link pages, you wake up one day and a thousand people are using it and you're like, what the heck did I do? <laughs> like there's a thousand people that installed this. Like that's pretty insane. And I think like some of the best plugins or the best products, you don't have to think so critically about how to push some, a, a customer or a user to do something. Mm. Like they should just do it. Like social pages, you should just like by the nature of the product, somebody should just go, oh yeah, like I should buy the pro plugin because I, I just got to a point organically that I need this next thing. And that next thing is 50 bucks a year or, or whatever your pricing is, right? And, and to me, as just one element of what makes like a great product into a great business is when the product is built so great that it solves the problem like you said, but then for the business... They get to a point, they go, oh God, I, I, I must get, I must pay for this. One, because I love it. Two, it's solving that problem. And three, like that feature is worth it to me to exchange some dollars with. And I think a lot of plugin developers, they just, they like, just, oh, I'm going to do a pro plan. I'm going to do a gold plan. I'm going to do a platinum plan. And they just do it for the sake of it. And then they feature gate everything. Right. And then they force people to, by, by throwing ads at them. And it's not this like organic, the customer finds their way to that to that buy now button organically through the product does that make sense because that's what's oh, absolutely. rattling around but in it's my head. but it's tough and you're talking about it's also the hardest part right yeah <laughs> which feature and inevitably you get mad or you get people who are mad complaining that mm. why this feature and not that feature and there's no good answer right it's it's if it costs you the developer or you the product owner money then it makes sense to charge for it. Like that's an easy one. Or if it makes the customer money, then it kind of makes sense for you to take a portion of that, however that, that works out. So it's like, if I've got, mo if most of my users are musicians who are just promoting their craft, but then they, they want to actually sell through a link page, it might make sense that I, make them buy a pro version because now they're making money so I know they have money and so I'm not taking money from somebody who doesn't have any or combining it with like when they make a sale I get a percent I'm not saying I do any of this but I'm just thinking through right. what you said it's like these are the these are the more clear ways when you know or when I think customers expect to pay because they're little by little the internet has trained everybody like I remember a day when we did didn't plug credit cards into the internet, it was a foreign concept. And now how right. do we do most of our work? Even when you go to a coffee shop, half the time you're technically plugging a credit card into the internet. But but your your point is is both simple and complicated. It's obviously lovely when it happens. And this is again where I kind of I try to take stock. I pay a lot of attention to 
the feedback that I get, people asking for features. I have a very informal kernel sort of vote counter. So it's like, oh, 10 people have now asked for this and it makes sense with my vision of the product. So I'm going to add this next, but I will probably charge for it because people are asking for it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not always easy or obvious and putting ads on things almost never helps has been my experience, (laughs) but, but some amount of self-promotion or like my, the free version of my plugin has a pretty subtle upsell. It probably shouldn't be so damn subtle, frankly, but I try to be again, because I, I built this more for myself and I don't need it to make all the money in the world. I'd rather people have a delightful experience than, than really worry about squeezing every, every penny from the stone, so to speak. 